and it would wake me up out of my sleep and I would hear kind of this, I don't want to call it like a, a voice, but it was like my inner monologue voice that was like, make the Grateful Dead Tarot, the Grateful Dead Tarot. <laughs> Dead Tour Tales, episode 23, a conversation with the magic makers behind Grateful Dead Tarot, Aaron Cadigan and Elizabeth Jazorski, and a dive into the cosmic soup of the Grateful Dead archetype. FYI, this conversation was recorded back in May of 23, so some of the info is a little dated. Feel free to reach out to Aaron and Liz directly if you have any questions or interest in personal readings, you want to check in on workshops or recent happenings with the tarot. I'll be sure to have their contact info and the episode info on my website, deadtourtales.com. And of course, I'll post the link for you to purchase the tarot set, gratefuldeadtarot.com. I'll post that on the site as well. Also, this is the second time we recorded a conversation with them. We had some internet issues with the first recording, so we had to scrap it completely. So I'm really grateful Aaron and Liz made the time to try this again, because I think it's a great episode and I really enjoy chatting with them. I consider them both dear friends. I hope you enjoy our talk as much as I did having it and stick around to the end of the episode for nothing else to hear the awesome closing song. Okay. Buckle up kids. It's dead to our tales time. All right. Hello. Hello everybody. Um, that was a weird, that was a weird voice. That's my, my <laughs> deep thoughts voice. Uh, hey everybody, welcome back. Take two, Grateful Dead Tarot, right? Uh, Liz and Aaron, welcome. Thanks for, thanks for trying this again with us. Um, we had a great episode uh, a couple months ago with Liz and Aaron. I think we talked for like, swear it was like three hours. Like we had this crazy, long, awesome, really fun uh, episode that we did. Uh, and then we had some audio issues and we had to scrap the whole thing, which was a total bummer, but, uh, whatever we're here today and, uh, it's good to see you both. It's good to see you. Thanks for having us again. Yeah. yeah sorry. Sorry about my crappy Wi-Fi in Woodstock. <laughs> it's okay. I, I, I wasn't going to front you off Aaron. I wasn't going to throw you under the bus. So, but, uh, Hey, I appreciate you, you know, moving and shaking and, and, uh, getting to a place with good Wi-Fi today. So I feel good about it. Let's hope so. so. All right. Uh, a lot's happened in the past few months since we last sat down and talked. Um, I had the good pleasure of hanging out with Aaron a bunch at Skull and Roses Festival a couple weeks ago. Uh, we shared some booth space, and that was really great. Um, and then right after that, I think you well, you went off to Jazz Fest, right, Aaron? I did. I mean, a brief stint at home to try to get some work done and say hi to my family. But, yeah, pretty much in and out. Cool. And also fish. Oh, I want to hear a little. Bowl. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You took off uh, the last night of Skull and Roses yeah. to catch fish at the Hollywood Bowl. So, uh, love to hear about your experience there and at Jazz Fest uh, in, a, in a couple minutes when we get rolling. But uh, how are you, Liz? How are you and Pete? How's how's life in Maine? 
Yeah, we're doing good. It's um, it's pretty chill here. Definitely, finally seems to have settled into spring. So we're just enjoying the daffodils and the the beach nice. as much as possible while we can. So. Nice. You're you're near Portland, is that right? No, I'm I'm closer oh. to Acadia National Park. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, wow. I live on a peninsula, um, basically surrounded on you know three sides by water. This sort of adorable little coastal town in Maine. Cool. So, sounds awesome. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Um, I just saw this morning that JGB uh, announced a show in Maine. I didn't catch exactly where it was, but it's mm-hmm. Maine, so. It's like right down the road from you, right? (laughs) I'm just kidding. Maine's a big state, but it's like, yeah, it's like right around the corner. Maine's like, uh, isn't it like 90% wilderness still? I don't know if it's 90%, but it's a lot. It's it's up there. Yeah. It's it's like, you know, the majority of the population lives in the Portland area or south of Portland. And then it kind of moves up the coast. But the more like north and inland you get, it's like becomes more bears than people for sure. So, right. yeah, it's it's cool. There is a, a, a rock and music scene, though, in Maine. We get we get really good shows, um, especially in Portland. But we just went to see uh, Bela Fleck and Zakir Hussein Ooh, nice. and Edgar Meyer play um, the Waterville Theater. So just wow. kind of stay tuned. We get some pretty cool stuff. I have a friend that I went to school with. He's a couple years older than me. Um, I don't know if I'd call him a friend. Friendly, right? He, he's a musician, lifelong musician. He plays, God, I can't remember the name of his group, but he plays up there somewhere. I th- he lived in Vermont a long time, I think, and now he lives in Maine. And a dad plays, uh I think he does a lot of his own music, but he's a, you know, he's a longtime deadhead for sure. I know he does play some dead music sometimes, but a lot of originals um he plays at some place called moogs or used to play at moogs maybe that's in portland uh his name is pete bixby but anyway he's put out some i think he just recently put out a solo album and anyway he's a bass player he's really good cool is he related to the, the yeah. chocolatiers the bixby chocolate people oh I, I don't know maybe he has a younger brother that was a little still a little older than me but um I think a grade ahead of me in, in school named matt bixby who is also a musician and i think he ended up like relocating down to Brooklyn uh, and I probably still plays music or something. I don't know. Cool. Yeah. I think there's not a lot to do in the winters up here other than, you know, brew beers, smoke weed and play music. (laughs) That sounds about right. Yep. uh, How are you, Brandon? I'm just kidding. I talk to you like eight times a day. So, but, uh, all right. So let's, uh, I guess let's try to do this and pretend that we didn't already have a three hour conversation uh, and, uh, and we'll talk about some of the, some of the same stuff and um, some different stuff. So classic. Uh, throwback. Okay. Yeah. Let, let's, uh, let's talk about what's going on with you guys currently uh, grateful Dead tarot and or music happenings or anything interesting, uh, you know, I think the last time we talked, we shared that the decision to go to make the deck limited edition. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of been on the table now, now for a while. Um, We're down to about our last quarter of the available stock. And once it's gone, it's gone. We won't be producing the deck and it's with the custom box and, you know, all the incredible details that make it so special. Um, You know, we're gearing up for a lot of summer events. We have, I'll be at Strange Creek coming up. Um, we've got dead, some dead shows, some fish shows. What's Strange Creek? 
it's a music festival in Western Massachusetts. Um, a lot of like, uh, it's a, well, Strange Folk and Max Creek were kind of the oh, um, okay. OG bands. It's a, it's one of the Wormtown, um, Wormtown, um, um, sorry, the, I can't remember the name of it. It's, it's the Wormtown, uh, led, uh, festival. They have Strange Creek in the spring and, and the Wormtown Music Festival in the fall. So cool. pretty well, well known in the Northeast, uh, crew of people. And good, good fun. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'll be doing, um, a couple events actually in Brooklyn, the first weekend of June, um, just the Bushwick, um, Bushwick neighborhood block party. And then there's a four weekend Grateful Dead cover band thing happening at Brooklyn made my friends own a bar next door. So they asked me to do like a tarot reading event on Sunday, of June 4th. Um, I am in talks with, uh, someone at peach fest about doing, um, a conference in the lodge, like a speaking engagement in the lodge about, how the tarot deck came to be and how tarot and the Grateful Dead intersect and doing some deck signings um, and stuff. And then we're doing a bunch of the, like Liz said, East Coast, Dead & Co. I haven't even spoken to Liz about her fish tour plans, but I'm assuming she's doing most, if not all. Um, I'll be doing a number of them. I might be doing um, DSO. I just got tickets for the Outlaw Music Fest with Bob Weir nice. and the Wolf Bros. Um, and we're definitely going to be set up on the SPAC lot for Dead & Co. But I'll probably be set up there for in the fall. For um, And yeah, at this point, the deck is limited edition. Um, the definite decision that the box set will never again be available. So... Um, you know, and we have an exciting um, announcement for people that have previously bought the box set. So if you are listening to this and um, I don't know when this is coming out, James, do you know? We, we don't know yet, but we can talk about that and uh, we can try to coincide it with your announcement. So we can talk about that afterwards for sure. Yeah. The schedule, so. Yeah. So um, there'll be an exciting announcement, but that's going to be happening um, within the last two weeks of May. So, uh, but otherwise anybody who wants one of the box sets, this is going to be kind of like your final hurrah for chances to get it. And then the future of what we will do in terms of reproducing the Grateful Dead Tarot is, um, we don't have plans right now. That's not to say it will never be reproduced in any way, shape or form. But right now we're just kind of like, you know, we both have a lot of things happening in our lives other than the Grateful Dead Tarot. Um, yeah. Let me say real quick, um, I totally understand that. And just from a, a person who ha, uh, appreciates the beautiful work that that deck is and who has been on the sidelines to some degree, kind of being a little bit privy witnessing, um, you know, some people's reactions to the Grateful Dead Tarot. And then of course, you know, we share the booth at Skull and Roses. So I got to see, you know, uh, how stoked people are about that, you know, and then just chatter online. Uh, I really hope that 
something continues in whatever form with Grateful Dead Tarot because it really is, I think it's really something special uh, and, you know, it's rad and it, it seems like it would be a, a shame for um, it not to continue in some fashion, you know. Uh, like, honestly, I was stoked. Again, we shared a booth at Skull and Roses and so many people uh, came for Grateful Dead Tarot. Like, that was clearly what they were there for was Grateful Dead Tarot. It was really cool to, to see, you know. Uh, I mean, uh, Robert Hunter's daughter specifically came yes. looking for you for Jessie Grateful Dead Tarot, right? Like, was yeah. super highlight. And, you know, she spoke about not just herself, but also Trixie Garcia um, and their conversations mm-hmm. about it and that they, she was bringing it right back to her for them to both go over it together. Um, it was, you know, truly an honor, um, to, you know, discuss her father with her, um, and have her indicate that she was hoping the tarot deck would, um, kind of bring her father into the room with her in a way that she would be able to see him in the work, which was one of the biggest, you know, um, free compliments of her even seeing the deck that I think I've ever received. Uh, he's one, I mean, Robert Hunter is like, I love him so much. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, you know, we launched kind of, uh, out into the world, uh, Liz and I together at Skull and Roses last year. I mean, we had Mm -hmm. launched online, but the two of us together at an event and, to have so many people this year come up to me and express that they felt like the deck working in their lives over the past year, since they bought it last year, uh, people were literally saying changed my life. And then people who I had personally read for last year coming up to me and expressing that the reading I had done had fully impacted Um, the way they were operating within whatever we discussed moving forward. And I know for me, and I believe for Liz as well, though I'll let Liz first speak for herself, um, I don't plan on like disappearing in terms of the Grateful Dead Tarot. You know, I definitely plan on continuing to doing reading and, you know, we offer classes. Um, I think what we're speaking of right now is just literally production on a physical item, but like Grateful Dead Arrow that has been released into the world and mine and Liz's work with it and with the community through it, I don't think it's going anywhere for a while. No, I'd like to see that that community aspect of it continue to grow, you know, Mm -hmm. more classes and so many ideas. I think the you know honestly it's it's the retail part of it that's that's been we're we're kind of we've been doing so much work you know and, and it was a year of creation and this year big year of like you know selling and getting it out there and and the social media piece is a grind you know like we want to connect in person we want more time to be like let's get together and have like a Grateful Dead tarot retreat and do readings and dance and like you know like we i think i think the shift we're we're hoping um would be to take a break from just the retail push um selling the deck man and the production that came with that being able to work on growing our community creating because really there is such magic in this like 
as Aaron's saying, I mean, people, the people that are, are finding us and, and the things they're sharing about their lives and how that, how it's impacted them. And I know it's massively impacted mine. Um, like just, just as a way to kind of orient myself to what is happening in life, you know, through this, this, this archetypal story. Um, so, you know, personally, I'm very much looking forward to being able to spend more time with that community piece and, and being with the tarot as a, you know, as a, as a tool and as a book rather than a product I have to sell. Yeah. I mean, I think that that is definitely it. What this, I mean, well, for one, just the honor as an artist to grew up on the parking lots, grew up seeing the Grateful Dead, was on tour with Jerry by 94, like full tours, not just seeing shows since 89, um, and selling artwork out on Dead Lot and then Fish Lot and, you know, all of that to finally you know, be, I guess, quote unquote, legitimized as like an artist who has worked with or for the Grateful Dead has been huge um, in a personal sense to me. But beyond that, as an artist, um, you know, I've been reading tarot since I was a teenager. I've always been into the occult. My artwork always has to do with the occult and things like aliens, as we were discussing earlier, <laughs> post pre-show. Um is that last year at Skull and Roses launched me into reading publicly, like for strangers. Like this is Liz's um, domain. This is like her career path is, you know, energy work and static dance and like all of these things. But for me to like launch into that and really stop or start having these connections as a vendor, I'm always connecting with people out on the lots, right? Lots of people know me, lots of people talk to me, I'm talking, but to have these extremely deep, heartfelt conversations where people are sobbing in my booth or like getting really giddy and excited. And, you know, to have that extra layer has been really impactful. Like I don't plan on stop reading publicly at all. Um, and even I see a psychic just once every like three years or so she's, she's like, I see dead people psychic and like real deal. But when I went in to see her in February, she was like, Whoa, what is happening here? You know, and kind of gestured to my whole presence and was like, she's like, you are like really kind of exhausted. She's like, but not just like physically and mentally on this plane, but she's like, you're, your exhaustion and work layers are going into almost like five dimensions. She's like, your eth etheric body is like kind of torn open. Like, <laughs> why is this going on? And I was like, I think it's because I started reading and I don't really know how to psychically shut it down um, or protect myself from the impact of taking on people's energy in this way. Um, but it's exciting and that's an honor in and of itself. You know, I, I can attest to that a little bit. Uh, just again, just being there and sharing space and, and witnessing. Uh, it was almost like a constant flow of people coming in and getting readings, whether it was a one card reading or sitting down and actually having a reading. And uh, it was really cool energy to be around and uh, and seeing people's reactions, tears and joy and, you know, 
people coming back to thank you again, you know, that was really cool. And I think it brought a particular energy to our booth space. Um, it seemed to be almost like that booth seemed to be almost like a magnet at some point, the way people kept flocking there. We had you know, to like was... hide the extra chairs at one point. Cause we're like, <laughs> maybe it's the fact that people seem to think our booth is like a living room. And that yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there was times yeah. where we had like 10 strangers just like flopped all over the booth with me and James and my friend. Envy. Yeah. I mean, it was great. Not so social, but still. Yeah. Cool. We were like, okay, this is great and this is fun and all, but let's get rid of the chairs so people aren't hanging out so people feel more, you know, uh, welcome to come in and like spend money, so. <laughs> <laughs> buy some things. I love events. I mean, that's that's the thing is like I, I would so much rather be out at a show like in the dust and the heat under an easy up than like sitting behind a computer yeah. like being like, hey. <laughs> totally. totally. So, OK, so I, I think that's a, a, a I think that's a great segue to can we talk about the the origins of the tarot maybe throw in a little bit of you know your uh your what personally led you up in into the the joining uh of the minds right of the talents uh with you and liz right um personally both in your lives and maybe in the grateful dead or fish worlds or whatever it, it might be right can you both share a little on that Sure. Um, Thanks. I, I really ultimately kind of came out of nowhere. Um, I think I'd been in a place where I'd been feeling a little bit, you know, a little uncertain what to do. I was kind of begging the universe to throw me a bone, so to speak. Like, what do you want from me? Um, and I, I've told the story a few times now, but I, I would wake up around four in the morning, like that sort of pre-dawn, you know, that perfect time where the veil is really thin. Um, and I could feel like a physical sensation of like a tapping on my head and it would wake me up out of my sleep. And I would hear kind of this, I don't want to call it like a, a voice, but it was like my inner monologue voice that was like, make the Grateful Dead Tarot, the Grateful Dead Tarot. And I could see little glimpses of, of what that might be like. Um, and I kind of dismissed it. I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, that's a great idea. Cool. Like, you know, in my mind, I'm like, I don't, I don't know how to make a tarot deck. Like, I'm not an artist, um, but it kept coming. It kept coming, and 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 at one point, I was like, well, I guess I'm going to need an artist to do this with me if if this is if this is actually an idea that has some some real validity. I'm gonna I'm gonna need help. I can't do this alone. Um, and long story short, I wound up um, reaching out to a mutual friend. And she, I asked her if she knew anyone. She's pretty well connected to the artists of, of Fish and Grateful Dead culture. Um, I asked her if she knew anyone who'd be interested in, in creating a Grateful Dead tarot. And she immediately um, connected me to Aaron. It was like, it didn't take her a second to, to pull Aaron's name out. Um, and I hadn't met Aaron at that point. Um, but she connected us and we basically had a couple meetings and, and decided to go forward with it. And um, hadn't actually met, you know, which was, which was kind of a, this wild, wild thing. We actually met at Skull and Roses last year. Um, and at that point, the original initial orders, pre-orders of the tarot had already made it, you know, into people's hands. And um, 
So it was just, it, it was funny. Aaron has, has said that it felt like anticlimactic when, by the time we actually met, because like, <laughs> you know, we had so many meetings and already had been through so much, you know, um, emotionally and, and, and through the creation of this deck. So this how long a period of time was it from the time that you, you first got connected until you actually met, met in person at Skull and Roses? Um, so I think that we got connected in March, 2020 and, um, we started working on the pitch deck. I had, um, I had some art actually that I had done first for my GD 50 envelope. And then I did it for the GD 50 prints I did. And so I just kind of reused that for, um, the lady with a fan card. And then I did um, another painting and the first initial paintings, the characters actually had flesh at this point. The, there's no humans. There's only skeletons in the Grateful Dead Tarot. But, um, you know, we put together some sample cards and I worked some computer magic to make it look like, you know, actual card deck of Grateful Dead Tarot through graphic design and the wonders of Photoshop. Um, Liz did some writing up of the things and, um, you know, being an artist out on the scene and I've known just a lot of people for a very long time and I've never pulled strings with them. You know, I figure if they want my art, they come to me, but I went to them and I said, I need to talk to the right people and they knew me and they trust me. So they put me through to the right people and, uh, we pitched them in May and it took them until October to decide that we could pull this off because when you're Nike and you say, I want to do a dancing bear sneaker, you've got a million sneakers to show that you do quality sneakers. We didn't have a card deck and Liz did not have a previous book out as an author. Um, but you know, I've been in product design uh, my entire career. And so I speak the speak of factory and so on and so forth. And Liz is extremely well-spoken herself and uh, we convinced them. So that was it. And, and, and who, sorry to interrupt, who is them? That who is who did you have music to? Group. So Warner, yeah, Warner. Was, Warner music. you know, Grateful Dead as an entity, I guess made the choice that they did not want to have to handle merch. Um, after, probably after GD50, maybe it was a little bit before. And so kind of made some sort of contractual agreement on only their artwork. Right. So their logos, the bears, the bolts, the skulls, the roses, Bertha, you know, there's a whole folder of shit that they own that they send you when you finally become a licensee. Um, but uh, surprisingly, and Liz can speak to this at the time, though, now they've gotten a secondary license on um, titles and song lyrics. And I don't really know how much of the catalog, if it's the entire catalog. But when we signed the contract, they didn't own the rights to that. And so Liz, you want to talk about your disappointment there? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it was definitely, it was interesting because in our, our proposal to them, we, I had, you know, clearly listed the major arcana cards with exactly what Grateful Dead song or, or character in a couple instances um, would be matched with it. And in the, all the um, like sample writings, I very clearly used, you know, direct Grateful Dead quotes and lyrics. Um, they were like, we love the proposal, blah, 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 went through, we signed the contract. And then 
in some roundabout way, it came out that we weren't actually allowed to use the song names and the lyrics. So we're like submitting cards named eyes of the world or, um, you know, and then they, they were like, Oh no, we were like, <laughs> it was just sort of this, um, like, Oh, we're, we already have a contract. Like, you know, it was, it was this sort of out of left field, um, change in what I felt kind of the original vision was. Um, and it threw a monkey wrench for sure. And how my, um, writing, you know, because instead of just kind of using direct quotes from the lyrics and weaving them in, um, I had to sort of strip that back and kind of in this roundabout way, just like code the songs in. So it actually became fun once I kind of got over the hump of the frustration and the what a challenge. <laughs> it was a challenge, but it was yeah. it wound up being fun. Um, I think she did it pretty masterfully. Um Reading some. Yeah, I think between I think between the writing and, and the art, like it, it, there's no question that it's like Grateful Dead through and through. You know, right. like yeah. you wouldn't even. I don't even know if I even thought about the fact that you don't see a song title or you know what I mean. Like it, yeah. It, it, there's no having to guess or there's no questioning. You yeah. Know, well done. I believe it's, sorry, go ahead. It, it was, it was quite, it was quite the game. And once I got into the flow of it, it was fine. Um, and I realized like going back to read like the original text from like the proposal, they sounded a little drier, a little more clinical. Like there was like a part of me that was like, almost like using the lyrics to like justify the language or the context within the, the tarot, right? But kind of having to pull that mm. back allowed me to be a little bit more like personal with it, you know, instead of just like being like, here's the Grateful Dead, here's the tarot, here's how they go together. I kind of had to like, let that be, again, like a frame of reference and, and then instead just kind of write to it naturally. I mean, I truly believe- that Almost make yourself a vessel. That yeah. was What's that, Aaron? I think Aaron and I both that whole year were like completely just like in- the Grateful Dead cosmic soup of archetype. Oh, yeah. It was insane. Yeah. I think, yeah. you know, I personally think that Liz's books is gonna, you know, become one of, for the people who read it, one of the real, real tomes of the, as she said, cosmic soup of the Grateful Dead out there because it really examines the archetypes that they work with in their lyrics and categories. Um, in a way that is very genuine and not super reliant on other people's words. I mean, one of the things that we came to, I feel like as I did some reading was to try to grab more of the significant vocabulary words. You know, I was like, oh, you should replace this word with this word that, you know, Barlow or Hunter use because it's such a distinct word. Um, but again, back to Barlow and Hunter and even the songs that are, you know, like Promised Land, like even the songs that are like originals, Americana folk, is that these songs are all so masterfully written. They're so full of visual pictures written in words and beautiful language and specific, you know, word choice that there's like kind of no way to get away from it, but also really like became very fun to um, 
you know, try to further paint that picture on the back of these masters, both visually for me and linguistically for Liz. Um, you know, I think that's really fascinating, you know, uh, on a, on a couple levels. So like you said earlier in the beginning of our conversation, Aaron, it's such a natural pairing, right? Like uh, that soup is like, that's like such a like predestined recipe almost, you know what I mean? Like the Grateful Dead and the Tarot, like from the beginning, they've been enmeshed and entwined and like perfectly, right? And it's crazy that it's taken up till 2020, right, for somebody to do a tarot deck. Uh, and I'm so glad it was you two, right? That's uh, so rad. And I mean, to, to be to be a part of to be so enmeshed in that soup yourselves while creating it, right? And the, from the two different aspects, from the illustration and the writing, and both of you like completely pouring your souls and and living in that soup. Uh, to create what you've created is really a, 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 a beautiful and spiritual thing, you Thank know, and, you. and to now get the reaction that you get from others, that, that transfer of energy uh, to and from is, it's really cool. I yeah. mean, honestly, after, after it was kind of announced that we were doing it, people came out of the woodwork. Um, kind of not like just came out of the woodwork to let us know that they had tried to do it in the eighties or the nineties, or that they had been working on it for years or that they had the same idea or they were doing it. And, you know, most people were very kind about it and kind of congratulatory, but also kind of like how the hell. Um, and I think that it is a combination of, Warner Music Group, who is putting the Grateful Dead on everything from shoes to tables to jackets to, you know, so there's a little yeah. bit more of an open space than the band dealing with like, oh, Jesus Christ, you want us to put out a product with 78 cards. Um, so there's that, there's that timing, but also yeah. like, not only was there the idea and not only was like, Liz, a tarot reader, and I had grown up reading tarot. So then we've got two people that actually know tarot and know tarot well. But like Liz said, she could have tried to do it on her own and gone out and hired, you know, 50 different artists, each do a tarot, made it unwieldy, you know what I mean? But she didn't. And she's an excellent writer. So now you've got two people that read tarot and you've got an excellent author who's also a career like tarot energy worker. And she connects with an artist who's been on the scene since she was 15 and been doing art in the scene for like 25 years, who, you know, is one artist. And then there's the pandemic. So beyond the Warner Music Group, you know, timing, now there's like this year where we got nothing to do because we're stuck in our homes, but really, focus it was just like and who also has a background in product design not just mm. art but like knows how to talk to overseas factories factories in the united states source stuff understands printing presses understands paper quality i mean it was really just kind of like the perfect like voltron yeah, you know definitely yeah. yeah it was it was great. i mean the movie all came together you know like 
Aaron's connections helped us get the right audience with the Grateful Dead. You know, I had a, a friend who lovingly supported our product so much that he actually oh, covered our manufacturing costs right out of the gate to the tune of thousands and thousands of dollars. You know, mm-hmm. like it was just like click, click, click. Like what, what do you need? It felt like the universe was like, con, con, you know, just conspiring to make this tarot yeah. like happen. Um, like Again, I, I, bring, I, I walk away from it early on and, and couldn't. It was persistent, and um, I think the, the the power of the archetypal tarot. You know, the Rider Waite Smith is really the core. Um, I think of it sort of as like the architecture and the spirit of the Grateful Dead. Of course, is this like unstoppable force, both musically and you know in our community. And so to to take those archetypes and mythologies um, and juxtapose them with what is already a, an incredibly powerful divination tool. It just like, I, it was like opening up a portal to spirit, you know, and it, it, di- it does, it just flows. Um, the cards are, are, the readings are incredibly strong. They're very powerful. Um, there are times, I'll tell you recently, I had an experience with a person who comes to me for readings occasionally, um, you know, once a month or so. And had requested a card pull, um, just a single card pull. And that day I was just too busy. I couldn't, I couldn't make the time to actually, you know, sit and do a reading. I woke up the next morning um, after, you know, got some quiet space, started shuffling the deck, shuffling the deck. I'm like, I need a card for, you know, for, for this person. And it wouldn't come through. Like there was not a card, like nothing wanted to come through. I can usually feel pretty good. Like this is the card to come out. like it's like the the deck actually like refused to give me a card and then finally I put it down hour later came back tried again nothing um and then at some point she messaged me and she said you know something came up and I I don't I don't want to do a reading like it was just like this wow it was weird you know like um and and not for any 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 reason she was just like you know I think the energy has moved along like what you know that the insight I was seeking came in a different way and I just don't need the reading um fascinating did she know that you were having a hard time pull, pulling a card or did I she her after. didn't know that I messaged wow. her after because yeah. I, I, I had messaged her and I had said I'm so sorry like that you know I'm, I haven't been able to pull this this for you yet and she was like you know I don't know I think she actually messaged me um to let me know it was all good or I can't remember I'd have to look but That's it was wild. just I, I want to say wild like that those experiences that happened. is wild yeah, yeah. I, there's a there's a lot of energy uh, milling about w- within all of this, and I, I think it's r- really killer. Uh, I want to say two things. You know, I, I talk about it a lot, and I know I've brought it up on this podcast a number of times. But you know, again, Joseph Campbell. Uh, you, you know, I'm going to misquote him, but to, you know, you, you get the gist. Um, you know, pursue your bliss, uh, and the universe will conspire to make, you know, make things happen for you to make your dreams come true. Right. So, uh, I mean, it was, again, just like grateful Dead in tarot, uh, predestined to be enmeshed. I think it was the same with the two of you creating this tarot deck. Um, and the other thing I I just want to touch on briefly, because I don't, I don't want it to, to get passed over or missed, uh, Aaron, when you mentioned earlier about how profound it was to have Robert Hunter's daughter come talk to you about, you know, uh, his role in the writings and illustrations of the tarot, like that's a fucking mile marker right there. Like that, that is a, I mean, you can't, that's, 
you know. So, uh, yeah. Um, I was just going to say real quick, me personally, when, when she came to the booth, you had stepped away for a couple minutes and uh, she introduced herself to me and I tried to tell her how much her father and his writings uh, and being meant to me. And I couldn't get it all out. I got too choked up. I couldn't, couldn't say it all. And I mean, she knows, you know, sure. Not the first person. Yeah. I was like, Holy shit. I can't even like, I was too choked up. Anyway, go ahead. Oh my God. I totally um, introduced myself to William Picard at the horizon psychedelic conference a couple years ago, and I just wanted to thank him for changing my life, quite honestly, with his work as much as the Grateful Dead did. And I just turned into like a sobbing mess. It was super embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> Get this crazy lady away from me. Um, it's touching, though. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think there's many things that affect people as strongly and profoundly and deeply. Uh, as you know, so much about the Grateful Dead and its music and magic in the community does to us, you know, it's, it's so much weight there. Yeah. I mean, I can say that I also got to speak to Phil Lesh about the tower wasn't out yet. I hung out with him and his wife for like an hour here in Woodstock. They are huge tarot readers and, um, uh, hopefully he got the deck that we gifted him and got backstage into his green room at Skull and Roses last year. But Roni Stanley, Owsley Stanley's mm -hmm. um, lab partner, has a deck. Alan Trist and his wife um, have a deck. Now Robert Hunter's daughter has a deck. I mean, these things are, like, important to me. I mean, it's oh, yeah. really wow. it's like... Yeah. Wow. I, got, I don't even know if you know, but I got a call from Wendy Weir, Bob's sister. Um, and she was writing about, uh, she wrote a book wow. about um, communicating with, with Jerry, you know, post-mortem post um, wow. with his oversoul. And she she reached out because she's got a new book coming and I don't want to say any more about that. But um, just wanted to hear about the tarot as a channel for the spirit of the Grateful Dead. So, it's so amazing. <laughs> No, oh, you didn't tell point. me. How do you not tell me something like that, Liz? <laughs> <laughs> How validating, you know. It's been around um, a couple weeks. <laughs> yeah. Let, let me say, too, you know, uh, Phil, Phil and his wife uh, went around the other shakedown, right, at Skull and Roses, mm -hmm. and they shopped at my friend Kelly's. I think you met Kelly. My friend Kelly, she, Kelly Bell's Crystals. Mm -hmm. I she think I love one of her shirts. What's that? I think I have one of her shirts. I think it's her. Oh, yeah? Yeah. She's great. She was set up next to me last year at Skull and Roses. So Phil bought a bunch of crystals from her. Uh, and he's doing this uh, this thing where he's going to plant or put crystals up on the stage while he plays. And then I think uh, through some organization, sell those crystals after they've been charged with the music uh, and donate the money to some uh, nonprofit or charity organization, which I think is fucking amazing and makes me love Phil even more than I already did, which was, you know. <laughs> what happened? All right, Brandon, you ask some questions. I don't have that. See, I don't have the funny questions. He, he's got that list to himself, I think. Um, We're not ready to move on to questions yet. He, yeah, he created those questions. I, I mean, I've looked at, I've heard him, we talked about him before. I don't know what happened to him. He's, you know, his internet's insane, insane speed. It's insane. Like we're getting the Ophidium, the like 
What is yeah, that called? Like, um, fuck. Super just, wires. Yeah, you're going to get that up there? We have it, yeah. yeah. I, I got decent stuff here, but it depends on, you know, the police firing range is right next to my warehouse. Oh, nice. Yeah, and they just shoot, and it's outdoors. And it's all these people protest all the time. It's terrible. Like, it, it sounds oh. like World War Three is going on, like, half the time. I'm all sorry. right. Well, <laughs> I say, Liz, what is your been your favorite experience or reading out over the past year? What is one that sticks out in your head for connection out on the lots? With the terror. Yeah, that would be it's hard to separate um, a single experience from just the whole journey of it, right? Um, but there were there was a time I think a really good one would would have been the Skull and Roses last year when we were there together. Um, we had these beautiful people that kept coming back and visiting. We started just to get like have more and more deeper conversations, and it became obvious we were all you know going to keep in touch and. Um, we would we would go around. And we would do these really beautiful, like each one of us would do a card pull, and we would but we would do the reading as like a like a group, you know. Um, and it was it was just really those kinds of moments are really special to see how we did a couple things like that too, like ho- like in the hotel room after the show, like late night um, in New York City. You know, we we all decided to just do like a like a little ritual. Like everybody pulls a card, we put them in a circle, we read the we that read the cards for the individual and for the group. Yeah, the way that the way that it has brought out this um this depth of connection rather than like just the being out there to like, you know, party and celebrate. That's great. Believe me, I love all that. But the way that this has created like a more a more meaningful and intentional way to connect in that space. Um definitely it's been really amazing. Yeah. How about you, Erin? What's one of your favorite moments? Mm, I don't know if like favorite moments would be because it was really intense. But um, at Bethel last year, uh, like three, three like dude dudes, like, right. They kind of had a commencement <laughs> like, banker kind of like fan vibe to them. And the one guy was like, do you, this is, oh, can I, and his friends were like, you're going to get a reading. He's like, yeah, I think, I think I'm going to get a reading. And he like came in and um, I don't know. I just vibed that he was going to kill himself, honestly. Um, And the conversation kind of, kind of went down that path. Um, It was never fully stated. Um, The reading was pretty on point about, you know, accepting the place you are in the world and that things change and that life cycles through ups and downs or whatever. And I remember it being pretty intense and just being really concerned. Um, And the next day at the next show, him coming past my booth and I was doing whatever with whoever and he kind of popped in between and he was like, thank you. I just want you to know I decided I'm not going to do it. And he walked away. Oh, wow. That was <laughs> That's awesome. Holy shit. Saving lives. Saving lives That's out crazy. here, you know. That's all. No big deal. It is, it is intense like that. You know, that's the thing that, you know, the more we get into this, it's like, these are real people with real questions yeah. and real concerns. This isn't a toy. We're not just like, you know, it's it has an impact. It has a profound impact. And 
I think it's really important that not only us, but other people using this deck or any deck or any of these tools be like really aware of um, what they're engaging with, you know, and, and how they're showing up with it. Yeah. I mean, it can be silly and funny. I mean, oh, yeah. especially like the one card pulls. And I mean, there's a lot of laughs that happen and like absolute nonsense surrounding, you know, pulling people into a booth to like read their fortune or whatever. Um, but when when there is true connection, when there is true need and people are coming to us, you know, with that open heart stance to engage with the universe it's 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 really like something that you need to honor and be ready for last year at city field when i was with you guys the flood yeah holy shit one of the the nights there i ended up responding in the show to three separate medical emergencies like people just kept dropping around me and i had to get security and hold back crowds and then the readings that day were so intense that i got back to my hotel room barely got in the door and just started projectile vomiting because I think of all the like intense energy that I had absorbed from other people throughout the day. I was sober. Like, you know, it's really helps. Water really helps with that. Yeah. It's in my experience. Yeah. Yeah. It is intense. Hi, James. Nice of you to join us. Hi. I I don't know what what happened there. That was so weird. It was weird. I was telling them, too. I was like, his internet is the best. Yeah, I don't know. That's, oh, man. I I don't know how that's going to affect the recording because I was recording on my end. So I don't know. Uh, Mine was showing showing recording, so we just kind of kept going. Okay. Anyone else? I think it should be fine. I hope that Ford... I hope in post production he's able to put it together. I don't. I don't know. We'll see. Well, uh, we'll hopefully, see. yeah. That's all if the not, stuff we said about. We'll have know. to. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, not want us to talk to Dead Tortells. <laughs> yeah, I know. Seriously. Uh, okay, so let's do a time check real quick. Because um, wh- how much time do you have, Aaron? Well, 30, the Lego Club is coming up here at four. They could come up okay. a little bit earlier, so I just wanted to let you know that give us a little bit of buffer, you know. Totally. Um, okay. But I'm in the upstairs room of the library where the kids. Are. I, I'm down okay. for the Lego Club. You know, let's bring the Lego Club. <laughs> yeah. <in the> let's <laughs> pull cards for the Lego Club. Robotics <laughs> is like a standard elementary school class now. I'm like, that's so amazing. Like building and technology and so Dude, fun. Legos is where it's at. <laughs> um, I, I do I do want to talk about a couple more things. I'm all thrown now. Uh, I don't think we need to go into, like, I mean, people know who you guys are. You guys have been around. I don't think we need to go into all that. Um, I do uh, – let's talk about – we talked about what's going on uh, for you guys this summer, right? We got, we got into that. What else? Uh, I had I had something, and I lost it when I got thrown off, off the out of the studio. Are you going to be a city field again this year, Aaron? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. Hopefully we don't get soaked. We're coming prepared this year. Oh, good. I hope you're prepared. To we bought a kayak. We could put a kayak on the van roof. And... Nice. Mm. Yeah. I have a couple life yeah, I'll jackets. Be, I'll be there. I'll be flying in to help I James. mean, for those of you out there in Deadland that don't know, Shakedown flooded and where our booths were, we're literally like, 
It's like oh, ground zero. Oh my God. It's insane. <laughs> I was yeah. so concerned about my car because I have a Scion. I was like, and it was like. It, it was I, almost like coming up into the door, wasn't it? It was like a half inch below the engine block. I had to open the actual hood to make sure my engine hadn't gotten wet. Yep. I was I was up here in Bangor at the fish shows having a great old time. So <laughs> we, we 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 ate lobster, partied on the beach. We actually went to the local okay. ice cream place and got lucky. Oh, right man. They they shut down their soft serve machine and gave like twenty of us free ice cream. <laughs> I know. It was it was I just had to we just had to deal with soaking wet feet and mm. going to the show. But I did. We, we won't talk about the drive to Ithaca. Talking about uh, feet, wet feet, and <laughs> we won't talk about the drive to Ithaca. Who bear? You deal with the water and the wind and the and all of it, like the nights of no sleep and the police and like. <laughs> James and I ride a little different, you know, especially James more. I mean, we get hotel rooms now. I was like, oh, I have to take a shower. Oh, I'll change my socks. Yeah, for the most part. Oh. We had a few sorry, like six a.m. lineups, you know. Oh well, like, that means we had the seven p.m. lineup <laughs> the night before at City Field. I mean, geez. Yeah, we'll worry, more, we'll worry about the LA Forum shows too next week because yeah. when I was there, two thousand nineteen, they only let they only sold so many spots to vendors, yeah. uh, and that was fuck. That was four years ago, so or three and a half years yeah, ago. Sure. And it's only gotten crazier with the lineups. And this being the final tour, I imagine there's only going to be a thousand more vendors than there was last year. Tour kicks off next week. Next week, dude. Oh, my God, dude. I owe somebody work. And like, uh uh-oh. Yeah. Okay. Next Friday is the first L.A. show. Oh my I know. I can't believe I'm still it's printing up. stuff. I'm still printing stuff. <laughs> okay. But we've been adding new stuff in, like like we do every year. Okay, James. Oh, I'm down to like ten minutes here. What questions do you got? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Should we just get into questions? What Let's What do, do you guys it. want to talk about? You just want to shoot the shit for a little bit, or do you want to you want to answer some questions? Shit all day. That's the problem. So if you let's Come um, on. okay, snuffy, it's snuffy or big bird. Let's hear let's, it. <laughs> let's Let's Okay. I got some questions for you. Uh, First, for your first shows, one one show from each of you. Your first show that you had attended, uh, Grateful Dead or otherwise, I guess. Yeah. The first show uh, I ever saw was Smashing Pumpkins. So, oh, nice. Yeah, it was fun. Okay. I mean, backyard hardcore shows aside, first concerts, you know, actual concerts, summer 89 would have been Steve Miller. And then um, Love It Rockets, The Cure and the Pixies at Giant Stadium. And then The Grateful Dead at Giant Stadium in the summer of 89. Um, And I was sold. I was like a punk rocker. Shaved head, got to dead lot and was like, holy shit. You know, there's adults (laughs) that act like me. And this is what I'm going to do with myself. Yep. Yeah. Same, same, yeah. same, very well, very similar experience. Like, holy shit, this people do this uh, with their lives. I want to do this. <laughs> I'm going to do this. You're yeah. still doing it. I'm still doing it. Yeah. I took a break. It still feels like, uh, like that's a thing. It's still, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was, uh, I, I was doing some post-production work on an episode with our friend Heather June. You guys probably know Heather. 
that's coming out next week. Um, and we talk about a lot of the similar, similar things, right? That feeling, that feeling of being home, that feeling of love, that feeling that overwhelming, like spiritual satiation, you know, um, and then the experience as a vendor too, right? Uh, the lack of sleep and the travel. And so it's just funny. I was doing that, listening to that again last night and it's, it's just such a universal um, experience for all of us that live that life and, you know, do that thing. So what about you, Brandon? What was your first show ever? My first, first show ever, 91 Fugazi. 91 Fugazi. Nice. My first dead show, my my first dead show that I, I I only got into one show and that was uh, Three Rivers, but I'd been to the lot since 93 but I was like I said, I got in on the business side of things. I was a punk rocker, skater on the business side of things. Then later, so you know, as I went, I was like, "Oh my god, this, this is where I should be." Yeah. My and first, then it all ended. <laughs> my first show ever. My first show ever was Bobby Dick and the Sundowners, Woo. opening up for Mitch Ryder in the Detroit Wheels. And at the time, I didn't realize like how rad Mitch Ryder and the Detroit Wheels. Uh, were how rad Mitch and influential Mitch Ryder was, but uh, anyway, and then I too saw a lot of a lot of Steve Miller. That was like, you know, <laughs> I grew up. Spac was my hometown venue, so I, you know, he played there. It felt like three times a summer every year, but it was just once. But that was like, you know, all the white baseball caps, and you know, that was the. Wow, Steve Miller was like every summer. Garden State Art Center, which is now PNC Art Banks for all of you too young to remember when it was Garden State Art Center. And like, I was a Jersey Shore girl and all my friends all the time. I remember one summer, my friends filled up the back of their pickup truck with sand and put a baby pool in it and had lawn chairs. <laughs> but this before that's this awesome. Miller concert. Oh yeah, that sounds about right. Lots of drunk teenagers and frat, frat boys. and Okay. Um... How about Brent or Keith? Brent. <laughs> yeah. Brent, 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 get, Brent gets all the love. Uh, okay. Um, I'm just picking and choosing. I here. wonder if there's an age divide with that. I really do. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I've asked, I mean, a, a pretty wide array of ages. Even, um, even David Gans picked Brent. You know, but he does a deep dive into like the different the differences of the Grateful Dead and their sound, and what was the thinking behind it, and the, you know the process of hiring Brent, and yeah. you know what Brent brought to the sound of the Grateful Dead, you know uh, that Keith didn't, and you know mm-hmm. uh, coupled with like the one the single drummer versus the two drummers, and like he does a full yeah that really smart dude with with lots of information at his fingertips, i.e. brain. And an um, incredibly nice guy. I met him randomly at a festival nice. a hundred yeah. years ago. Like, he, you yeah. know, before, you know, I was like 19 years old. And he was just sweet and accessible and yep. yeah, super yep. nice guy. Yeah. Very, very yeah. accessible. He was one of the, one of the, what are we calling them? Floppers hanging out in our booth all festival. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I would call him a flopper, but <laughs> uh, he did do a book signing from from our booth, which I thought was really uh, sweet of him. And um, it's a bummer that it was during Stu Allen and Mars Hotel's set 
but um oh yeah he was super kind and i yeah. encouraged me to make sure that i caught his set the next day yeah. and his david gans west la fadeaway i feel like and i love that song I feel like I never truly understood the meaning of that song or the lyrics or really until I heard David Gann sing it. It was really intense. It was, I fully enjoyed it. Uh, it's same. His interpretations of Grateful Dead songs are really fantastic. Yeah. I, I got to say, I think it was the same time that they love each other that he did with that woman uh, singing oh, yeah, that with lady. him, uh, Erica Jeske. Yeah, yeah. That was like the most beautiful they love each other I've ever heard. It yeah. was incredible. Yeah. Was anyway, one? listen to David Gans if you don't already. He's, uh, he's really great. Okay, uh, give me two bands that you're currently listening to that aren't the Grateful Dead or Fish. Are there other bands? There are. There are. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just um, I listen to Ween all the time. And then it's not really a band, but my family and my two little girls have been on a real <laughs> Yacht Rock kick since my day trip to Puerto Rico in January when I turned 50. The four of us went to Puerto Rico and it was all Yacht Rock all the time. And it's kind of Love it. having a hard time leaving our environment. Love nice. it. A big Yacht Rock fan. Uh, I want to say, too, I'm going to my first Ween show in July. Oh, first ever Ween show in oh, Oakland. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Uh, how about you, Liz? To to are you listening to anybody other than Grateful no, Dead? No, I, I you know I listen to I really like um, I've been listening to like Laraji a lot lately. Um, we like I said we just went to see that Bella Fleck show, so I've been kind mm. of getting into the like kind of quirky jazz Indian influenced like kind of abstract, um, really talented you know really really gifted 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 musicians. Um, and then there's a part of me that I really love, like, like Rising Appalachia or like, like Isla Noreo, just like the, the female vocals, um, vocal harmonies. I love to sing, so I'll sing along, you know, <laughs> pretend I'm also a famous rock star. Um, but I, I love the, like, just like the, the simplicity of, um, like what, just like simple melodies and simple harmony, you know, can, can create. Oh. So, offer female artists, we do also have to shout out Lizzo because I've been listening to her. <laughs> Lizzo, honestly. Lizzo, my daughters, I, they love listening to Lizzo. I mean, uh, I've never been a big, I've just never given her much of a chance, but I heard her new some of her single. songs are funny, you know, like she talks some shit, it's fun. <laughs> yeah, you know? She's fucking great. She is the yeah. most female empowering artist I think I've literally ever heard and on the Grammys when she got her award she had all these women that like do volunteer work and lead nonprofits in the area come up on stage with her and she's like I don't deserve this award these women deserve this award it was the most bawling thing I've oh fuck yeah Lizzo ceremony ever yeah awesome gotta raise up the community <laughs> yeah. um you know who I, I've never really listened to, but I heard her new single yesterday, and I, I really I think she's rad, and I think she's got a killer voice. Grace Potter. Oh, yeah. She's great. Mm -hmm. Dude, she's her rad. Always rocks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She seems really cool. And then you probably know Liz Cooper and the Stampede. Mm -mm. Oh, check them out. They're great, too. Well, Liz right Cooper's down. awesome. 
I'm you, like you mentioned harmonies. What's on my what's on my like playlist right now? <laughs> you you mentioned harmonies, Liz, and it's not female uh, vocalists, but uh, it's dudes. But they're really great. If you don't know Mapache, check mm-hmm. them out. They're I think it's two guys from the band Grateful Shred, um, and they sometimes play the same bill. Mapache, they're really cool. great. Yeah. What about you, Brandon? Two bands you've been listening to lately? I was listening to television yesterday. Nice. And then, oh, I was, God, what was I listening? I was listening to um, uh, Born Against. Mm. <laughs> Born Against in television. That's what I listened to earlier today. I, I was listening to, this morning I was listening, listening to Babe Rainbow. Have you heard them? Uh-uh. No. They're rad. Check them out. Babe Rainbow. Uh, and uh, I'm drawing a blank on his name. I've been on a big kick with him lately, too, and I can't think of his name right now. <laughs> it's hard. There's been a lot of earth, a lot of earth lately because it's so monotonous when I'm on the press, too. And we just did a lot of stuff with Dylan. So Give me a second. I'll come up with his name. Uh, is- Doug Som, too. I've been listening to Doug Som. Uh, Todd Snyder. Hmm. Listening to a lot of was listening to a lot of Todd Snyder and Kawhi. Cool. All right, we only have a few minutes. What else? Uh, Biggie or Tupac? Tupac. Honestly, neither of them are my skis. Well, okay. I'm Thanks more for like being honest. Press one and like. Earlier, hip hop, you know. Okay, leaders of the new school. EPMD. Yeah. Was pretty big. EPMD. Yeah. The Roots, LA. <laughs> Tribe, yep. De La Soul. De La the Roots Soul. are great. Yeah. Roots. All right, who would you place your money on in a mud wrestling match between Billy and Mickey? Mm, well, Billy and Mickey when? <laughs> you, whenever. Your, your choice. <laughs> A couple decades ago, Billy, but today, probably Mickey. <laughs> I hope Billy's health is doing well. He's, he seems really excited to be playing with, with the kids. So, Can I tell you something really fucked up? Mm-hmm. So, again, we were just in Kauai, right? Wait, what, what? Oh, yeah, because he lives in Hawaii. <laughs> he, he does. And he was at Jazz Fest. So I can't remember the musician's name, but this really accomplished musician, um, he was putting on a show in, in Kauai, like in Kilauea, which is right down the road from our friends who we were, whose house we were staying at. Um, and they were doing a recreation of 7777. Is that right? Okay. The, like the day before the day before the Barton Hall show, they played the Boston Garden be five, in Boston. Seven, What's that? Five seven seventy seven. Five seven seventy seven. There you go. Thanks. I thought it was one too many sevens in there. So they're recreating that Boston Garden show from five seven seventy seven, and they were doing it in honor uh, of Billy Kay's birthday, in honor of Billy Kay's seventy seventh birthday. So five yeah, seven seventy seven in honor of Billy Kay's seventy seventh birthday. Billy came in and sat sat in with him for just got back from Jazz Fest, came in and just this small like community like stage where they have like the far, local farmers market. And he just came in and sat down and they played happy birthday and gave him a cake and he sat in for a few songs. And, and awesome. we were going to be there for that, but we had to change our flight 
And that was the day that we left to fly uh, back to Santa Cruz. That's the fucked up part is you missed it? That's the fucked up part, <laughs> yes. Sorry. Yep. And we're all like, he's like, you want to hear something fucked oh, up? We're like, what? Uh, I was waiting what? for games for shit. <laughs> yeah. Someone's crucifying. I was really happy for my friends, though, that they got to see that. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry that happened to you. Yeah, I know. I'm, I, I'll work through it in therapy or something. But. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh I don't know. Anything else you guys want to say? I guess I, I know we're, we got to shut it down here. Shut it down, James. No. Shut um, it down. I did just hear little footsteps, though, on the stairs. Okay, they're coming. Uh, okay. Well, well, hey, again, <laughs> you, you two are awesome. Thanks so much. Uh, I look forward to seeing you both really soon, I'm sure, yeah. right, with tour right around the corner. So, uh, will I see you this summer, Liz? Are you just going to be do some at, live, doing live readings at one of your at, at some point? That'd be fun. Um, What's that? Be, yeah. We could do some like live readings or something. Yeah. That would be a really, really great idea. Uh, we didn't get to do a reading this time. No. Which is almost, yeah. I mean, the last one, uh, we had such a great reading. Uh, I almost, almost hesitant to do one anyway. Okay. You want to try to do one real quick? Um, I'm, I'm okay. Pulling a card for us. And ooh. The Lady, which is the third card of the Major Arcana and is speaking to the fact that we all need to kind of dig deep into ourselves, into the parts of ourselves we don't want to truly look at, to start facilitating decisions and understanding that like, Life is not black and white. The lady is all about the shadows and the shades of gray. And you may never get the answer that the path you are on is the right path until you're further along the path, right? The sailor or the soldier, you decide who was wise. Nice. <laughs> wow. All right. That's, that's the way to end it. Awesome. Hey, thanks again, you two. Um, I don't know if we'll be able to use this episode because my internet popped out. Fingers crossed. I really hope so. I really hope we do. Uh, I do know that if we are able to salvage this and get everything to, to, to sync up properly, I'm going to close this out with a Yacht Rock song. Yeah. So, all right. Nice. So, uh, yeah. Brandon, you probably know what one it is. You're going to go to. Right. What's yep. that? Maybe we can we'll coordinate see. at a oh. show. Let me know what shows you're going to be at. Okay. Yes. I, I, I definitely want to do that. We plan on bringing our recording equipment to do some live recording and, you know, uh, when we're able. So we'll definitely do that. I think that's a really great idea. Are you yeah. going to do SPAC? Right. SPAC? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, yep. Maybe we can coordinate that because we'll be there for two two plus days. So I, that, Totally. That makes full sense. Setup. We rented a house. We're like... Okay, good. Yeah. Brandon, you should try to get up there for SPAC I, and then roll with me. I what? gotta jump out. I gotta jump out. I got an emergency phone call coming. Through. Okay. All right. All right we'll, we'll talk, talk about later. It later. All right. Bye, guys. Later, guys. Bye, Love guys. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, thanks so much, Aaron and Liz. You two are awesome. Appreciate you. Thanks for keeping the episode going while I lost my internet there for a little bit. That was weird. Uh, but thanks. You guys are true professionals. Uh, all right. And thanks. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. If you want to find out more information about Grateful Dead Tarot or Aaron and Liz themselves, go to my website, deadtortales.com. I have all their socials for you to check them out, give them a follow, and of course, the website, Grateful Dead Tarot, where you can purchase one of these amazing tarot sets. 
Dead Tour Tales is brought to you by your friendly dead merch company, Always a Hoot Studios. Big thanks to our producer, Kevin Grandpa Kev McCracken, and our awesome editor, Fort Jelberg. Don't forget to check out our all our killer merch at alwaysahootstudios.com. And let's try something a little different. Uh, let's do this. Let's do, a, let's do a sale code for our podcast listeners. So uh, if you're listening to this and you want to go to alwaysahootstudios.com and buy a couple things uh, during checkout, please use sale code PODCAST22 for a 22% discount on anything in the store. So, and then I'll know you're listening and appreciate you. Uh, and then also, you know, feel free to support Patreon, uh, where you'll have lots of opportunities for cool bonus video footage, sticker packs, t-shirts, an opportunity for a live call-in show, or even appear on an episode to talk with me about your experience in the Grateful Dead universe, all for a few measly pennies a month. Okay, thanks for listening. Hope to see you out on the road sometime. Maybe Phil in January at the Warfield. In the meantime, make sure you come back and check out next week's episode. It's bound to be a hoot.
don't you know by now?